Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hello, Moto America fans. Welcome to this latest episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You know, I think we're getting close to 250 here, but uh, at any rate, I'm Sean Bice, uh, the Bice in the Carruthers and Bice, and uh, I'm joined today, as always, by our communications manager, Paul Carruthers, who's out in California. I'm in, in uh, central Ohio. Paul, uh, almost up to 250. We're going to have to do another celebration of some kind, I think. Yeah, I think we should just celebrate every time we do one. Just, I think you're right. I mean, just just to get one another one in the can is kind of kind of a big deal. So, um, you know, it's good. But uh, you know, we're, we'll have we'll have another one next week, which will be video form when we're at the track. Those are always good because we've got cameras and mics and headphones, and it really works out well. Obviously, we don't have the uh, capabilities to really do that when we're not in the same area but um you know there might be some things coming down we're always tweaking things it seems like i mean we've we've done that with you know paul let's talk about this for a minute we've done that with the press conferences man you think about with our press conferences holding holding a uh, little iphone uh, steady while you were talking to people now it's really advanced it's so much better than it was yeah um, it's crazy before it was like I, you know you were sitting there almost drawing pictures of us while we were doing it you know and then yeah. showing those but uh yeah it's 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 a lot different the technology changes all the time and yeah it's uh you know we've got some help now from audio technique what correct me on that what's the name of the yeah. company audio, audio technica yeah. yeah audio technica <laughs> but um and that's helped a lot because their equipment's so awesome it it just it makes a big difference in the quality and obviously the the fans like it better and and uh, yeah, we'll get to try that stuff out again. And 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 like you said, do a video version um, from Pittsburgh. It looks like we're going to have JD Beach, which will be kind of exciting. Yeah, that'll be good. It's always good to have him on. And I don't know, Paul, are you thinking you might, I guess I'm going to telegraph this to you, but you think you might be doing maybe a beach break too while we're there? I mean, you used to, those were well, those were well received by the fans. Yeah, it's funny because I, I already got some emails and messages from people and I, I thought maybe they'd forget what it was, but People yeah. were commenting, you know, like, oh, I, we, we need to get need to get a beach break from there. So I'm sure we'll do that. We'll just have to think of a good guest for him to uh, to ask his crazy questions, too. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Pittsburgh. It's it's one of our favorites. I know the riders like it. I see you did a story this morning on the website talking about just that. But uh, it's a it's a cool little track. It's a fun place to watch. You go up there on Spectator Hill and you can kind of roam around the whole most of the track and and it's just got a good vibe to it. And I like the city and I, I kind of like everything about it. Yeah, I do too. It, it, it grows on you too. I mean, it was, it was weird maybe even for us, but, but maybe for the fans in the beginning, cause we used to go to mid Ohio, of course, I think we get a lot of that crowd there. I hear from a lot of people in Ohio and, you know, mid Ohio is only 45 minutes from me, but this is only a, a few hours over to Pittsburgh. And I really like it. I mean, the layout of the track is fantastic. And as I mentioned, as you mentioned that story, I wrote it, I got some quotes from some of the riders that, you know, they just love it. And and it's kind of like that among all the riders. Um, one of the things I had to change up is originally we we had 41 entries in Supersport and only 40 in Twins Cups. So Supersport had the most 
um, entrance, but I guess another one got added. And I don't think it's our guest that got added. I think he was on the list, but right now we've got a tie for the most entrance between Twins Cup and Supersport. And that makes sense because um, for sure, Twins Cup has been real popular and we're going to see um, an, an additional rider who hasn't been with our series since I guess it was last year. He raced the last two rounds of last year spencer humphreys from jim thorpe pennsylvania which is up in the the poconos and there's kind of an interesting story about that town that we can get into maybe at we'll ask spencer about it a little bit but spencer's raced off and on with us over the years he probably more east coast than anything um he's got an older brother named tyler who also raced with us so but spencer will be back he'll be he's racing in at pittsburgh and he's he's graduated up from Last year, he was Junior Cup. He's going to be Twins Cup this year on a BartCon racing Yamaha YZF R7. Um, so he's still connected with with cra- that crazy person, Colin Barton. Um, who uh, we, we say that affectionately, but he does a good job of getting various riders into our series. And we hadn't seen him much earlier this year because one of his riders, Dominic Doyle, has been racing for Team ESO. So Spencer will actually be racing against Dominic Doyle um at this point but spencer we're uh, welcome to the podcast and and welcome back to moto america we're glad you're going to be racing with us um next week how's everything going with you it's great first off thank you guys so much for having me on this uh this podcast i feel very uh very legit being on here it's very cool <laughs> um but yeah i feel i feel really confident feel really good we got a solid three days of um testing on the bike and yeah, I mean Pittsburgh is a is a crazy track for sure. It's super physical, super it's I would say almost probably one of the best one of the best tracks we have on the calendar for sure, just because the facilities, the the pavement and so on and so forth. But yeah, I feel I feel really good. Now being that you're from northeast Pennsylvania, you're probably I would I would hazard a guess here that probably New Jersey Motorsports Park is what you'd consider your home track. Is that is that right? <laughs> yeah bingo um yeah pittsburgh is about five hours from me and jersey's only about two right i also yeah and, and jersey's where i really started my whole my whole spiel you know my whole career um nj mini gp um i started there and i was actually terrified of of motorcycles up until that point and i was like maybe 14 and uh scott stump uh old flat oh, yeah. tracker yeah, yeah yeah scott stump um he was big big into the minis back then um he also brought through so many r- riders like gus rodeo um jake Leahy, who kind of faded out and everything but yeah he he was like the factory team of mini gp so if you were on like stump racing kids it was like a big thing you know and um yeah my older brother tyler as you mentioned also rides and he was doing the three-day camp I was just watching, just wheeling my bike around and whatever. And Scott came up to me. He was like, hey, you know, I have I have a suit and a bike. You want to ride tomorrow? I was like, oh, you know what? Why not? I'll, I'll try it out. And as soon as I did, it was like literally the first session out. I was just like, whoa. Like it was it was like mind boggling to me just how how cool it felt, how how fun it was and everything like in between sessions i wouldn't even take my helmet off or anything the bike had a kickstand i didn't put it on the kickstand i just like sat on the bike just like looking off into the distance like (laughs) quiet didn't talk to anybody 
and was just waiting for the next session. But yeah. Well, what well, was your fear of motorcycles before that? Where did that stem from? The, <laughs> the fear was um, I kind of grew up riding dirt bikes, but not like really. Like my dad always had us on on something like my older brothers had like some like modded up KX 65s. And then I had this KTM 50 and KTM 50s are a terrifying machine. Even yeah, they're, they're I, a I, handful. I, I, I view it still that way today. Cause you know, like they'll, they'll blow and like a, a, a one fifty out of the water just cause that, that power band on those things are, it's, it's aggressive, you know? So, um, yeah, I think, Thing just scared me and i think i made it may have crashed like once and i was like nope that's it like i'm done i'm done i was like like shaking in my boots so um yeah so that from that point on i like swore motorcycles out of my my life and then um and yeah uh mini gp brought that all back for me yeah and then spencer you can give us a background on this but you know last year you sh basically I, i'm gonna say showed up at new jersey but you were there um, you you put it on the podium, <clears throat> excuse me, in the very first race and came into the press conference and we were we'd remembered you a little bit, but we weren't, you know, it's it. Uh, I don't know if your hair was longer or what was going on, but when you <laughs> sat down, Paul and I were kind of impressed with the fact that you're very well spoken and you can tell you are from this podcast already. But give us that background leading up to that, because you had raced with us prior to this. Had it been in junior cup uh, all the time prior, you know, cause you're is in other, and also, sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit, but you're making your debut at Pittsburgh in twins cup. Is that kind of right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I first got the jump in moto America with, um, the Veloce team when Max Toth, what was that two years ago now? Yes. Um, yeah, Max Toth had, crashed and was injured and they were looking for a fill-in rider and um just to stem it back to mini gp anthony Maziato, who also started there was also well he was he was kind of like a wild card rider i think he his first race that two years ago was at the ridge um in the twins cup and the team was looking for a fill-in and maz was like oh you know like i may know a guy so i got that call and that call was like the craziest thing of my life at that point. It was, you know, like that's, that's really what every rider dreams of, you know, like just a full, just show up and ride and that's it. But yeah, the whole Veloce team was incredible. The whole experience was un un uncanny. I'm, I, it's still crazy to me to this day, just cause it was just show up to the track. You know, you had, we had espresso track side, which was just crazy. It does like, <laughs> Anybody who doesn't ride may not like realize how crazy that is, but I don't know, you know, the, uh, the espresso was a, a big thing for me, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like my own hotel room, you know, just like pay for travel to get to the track and, and so on. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy because, um, the jump, I'd never ridden a 400, never been on Dunlop tires, never rode at Pittsburgh, um and that whole year too i had a track day under my belt so like that oh. was it i was going into and, and on a sv650 my brother tyler's actually um a 650 and then yeah like a week or two i got that call i was like oh my god and then um 
yeah, I, I still had some some pretty good pace um in the races. Nothing too crazy, but like race two at Pittsburgh was I think I got tenth, but I was battling for like ninth or eighth. And that felt like a that felt like I just won the race to me, you know, like yeah. just with riding with the riders that have been racing each other all year and just to like be up there right away like that was was huge but um yeah the whole 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 thing's crazy to me but yeah i rode pit jersey and then barber barber was pure rain and i will say it although riders should not say it i do not like the rain um <laughs> it's not my favorite thing but um yeah jersey was also good i think i got seventh place so each weekend was just getting better and better and each se each session was less and less time off off the uh off my time so yeah it was it was crazy and then um last year me and my brother had some type of some type of pipe dream that okay like you know we're gonna we're gonna do our own race team and everything and veloce had actually gifted me that 400 which i still ride today um i'll ride on a big track but also the car track just take the fairings off and whatnot but um all i all i knew i needed really was just more track time because obviously the year before it was just like hop on the bike okay i have no idea what i'm doing or how to do it to be honest you know because it riding at that level on the even the smaller bikes it's a whole different form and, and technique of how you have to really approach that type of thing but um yeah I just knew I needed more track time and I told my brother maybe a month or two before the race I was like dude I think I think I'm gonna run up with Gus and, and Joe because um you know like I've I've grown up with Gus and Joe and also Kayla you know I've, I've ridden a lot with Kayla as well but they also came from mini GP. So, you know, I've, I've done mini races with them. I've even beaten them in mini races. So I'm like, all right, well, if I can do it on the mini bike, I'll see why not on the big bike. Um, and then, yeah, my, my brother kind of put a chip on my shoulder, which I'm still kind of grateful for. Cause, um, it was, it was just, am I still on? Sorry. I think I just got a phone call. No, you are. You're good. You're good. Okay. 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 My apologies. <laughs> right. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, I think I can do it. And he was like, mm, I, I guess, whatever. And I'm like, all right, watch, watch. Like, I just, going into that weekend, I I put my heart and soul and and I worked maybe like 80 hours in a work week. It was like, because I had, I had a lot of sponsors that helped me out a lot, but it was also a lot coming from my own pocket, you know? And also my parents, for sure, they helped out a lot. But I just put so much into it. I was like, I don't want to just, like, show up and shoot for a top five. You know, like, I I, I know I have the pace and um, the willpower to, like, really put it up on the box. And, yeah, that's what we did. And, yeah, with the whole pipe dream thing, too, we were like, yeah, we'll do our race team, da, da, da. And it was, like, a month or two before uh, Jersey and <laughs> – Tyler was like, all right, so how much money do you have? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, not enough. And he was like, well, we, we can't do it. We can't do it. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he was like, oh, well, 
we can we can get the uh the ride with BartCon with uh Mike Scrony for you know X amount of dollars. So um right there I said, all right, fine, let's do it. And then yeah, and then the rest is history. So that that ride you had last year, that was that that was on a was that on a BartCon bike or your bike? That was the BartCon bike. Right. And then this year you're on an R7, which um, is that Dom Doyle's previous R7 or is it a different one? What What is it exactly? Um, it is the same bike that Dom was racing last year. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's, let's frame this a little bit so people understand. So this is interesting. You can explain this to us. Veloce Racing, um, when you raced for them, was Nobi Iso part of that team? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had a history with Nobi, and obviously Nobi Iso is now now hooked up with um, Chuck Giacchetto and Westby Racing and Jack Moto Racing, and that's Dominic Doyle's racing for Nobi there. Um, Veloce is not in the paddock now, but Dominic has the connection with Colin Barton as well, and obviously you do. So you must know Dom fairly well, and like you said, you know Gus and all those guys. You're kind of you're kind of around with all these these riders, I guess. So racing against Dom or or with Dom or however you're gonna do it, um, is gonna be kind of interesting for you, I would think. Oh, big time. Yeah. This this whole twins class is just, you know, it's it's fully stacked. There's no question about that. Um, and also, I mean, the junior cup grid was also pretty stacked last year as well. But this, you know, we got a lot more, a lot more seasoned vets out there um this year's like you know the dom doyles the hayden schultz um yeah you know just characters like that it's i mean rocco landers as well it's you know that's that's the uh that's the top shotter right there but um yeah and gus is doing obviously doing great gus rodeo he's really he's he's kind of arguably doing better in twins than he was in junior cup and he did decent in junior cup as well won races and stuff obviously finished in the championship i shouldn't say he didn't do well he did actually very well but he's he really made the jump and is continuing to do well and that's one of your guys too right correct yeah yeah definitely um yeah i think it's it's kind of weird to say but a, a while ago I was like you know like i don't know like my riding style, I really feel like it fits like a, a faster, you know, more horsepower, more torqueier bike. And um, I think you could almost say the same for Gus. Even when Gus was on the the 400, just his his style of riding it, it obviously worked out. But it was very, um, very aggressive, very like assertive. So like right then and there, I, I knew that Gus would obviously be up front like like he is now. Um, but yeah, just his style in general, I think it really points towards, uh, a faster bike, faster bike for sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That's good analysis, Spencer, because I couldn't really articulate what I meant by that because I mean, Gus had an amazing junior cup career and I didn't mean to disparage him, but it, it, you're right. It's like, man, you know, he's really taken to uh, like a duck to water with that, uh, that twins cup bike. And I think you're right. That style. So that sounds like it's going to cert suit you pretty well at Pittsburgh next weekend then oh most definitely most definitely um yeah yeah I, I love the R7 it just feels feels so much tighter you know it, it the the frame isn't isn't like a, a 660 frame per se but it is a hell of a lot stiffer than say a Ninja 400 frame um yeah I did I did a, a CCS race on my 400 and it was like the first 
couple sessions out like practice or qualifying or whatever and i was like yo i think i think this bike is broken just because that was all i had known and then before that i was also riding the r7 so once i hopped back on that on a big track i was like i just you know i felt the frame flexing i felt it just eats up it eats up bumps a lot which is good for jersey but um <laughs> it's it's very uh a very flexy frame for sure yeah, I mean, we've heard that uh, quite a bit. Now, what I originally remember, well, I remember talking to Colin Barton earlier in the year, and I think I spoke to you a little bit, too, with this idea that later in the year, you were going to be racing it at Pittsburgh. So this has kind of been in the cards for a while. Um, you've got to be chomping at the bit at this point to be raised one, you know, after you've had to kind of wait for it to get here. You've been probably checking off the calendar each day, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole the whole story to even where I, how I got here today um, is absurd. It, it was, I went into this year, not having really, I had like one offer for um, a junior cup ride. And I just, I, one, the, the funds weren't there. And, and two, I, I really didn't want to be in junior cup. You know, I really want to try to follow Gus and Joe and, and, you know, and Kayla and all them, you know, I want to move up with them. I want to go where the, where the competition's at, but um, yeah, we had, we had a, a crazy sponsor come aboard um, and they were like, all right, we're going to do a race team and we're going to do this, that, and the other, get, get you soup. I'm going to buy the bike off Mike Scrony and then Mike Scrony is going to be the crew chief and so on. And then it was maybe two months ago, it was just like, it was looking a little iffy. Like they weren't really sure um, what direction we were going to go at that point. And I was like, damn. And then, um, yeah, so then they they fully pulled out and uh, Scrony actually had to buy the bike back from them, buy all the, um, the spares, like the whole package, right? So you had to buy it back. And yeah, at that point it was like, oh, am I even going to be able to race Pittsburgh or Jersey at this point? Um, but yeah, I mean, we got, we got everything back. We've been getting a lot of seat time in on it and yeah, it feels great. Okay. So you've got at least one race scheduled with us, probably two. What, what how much other racing do you do throughout the year? Or is it just basically not? Uh, I mean, I've done... I've actually only done one CCS weekend on the R7 down at um at Summit Point, and then I just did a CCS race on the 400. I was riding the 400 just because I didn't have we didn't technically own the R7 by that point, so it was still you know up in the air. But um, yeah, you know I'm I'm just making it out to the track like it's my job. Um, and same thing I did last year. You know, every weekend I've been at the track. I've been riding i've been running i've been working out um but yeah it's it, it's good it's good um i think once i get into the race atmosphere it'll be you know i'll just lock in right there but i've had i've had a fair amount of seat time and i have a good feeling with the bike with uh racing racing up against other people now do you have another job i mean obviously racing isn't your full-time job at this point but yeah. do you, you have a daily job i do have i'm a a shift manager at um whiz kids it's a like a gourmet cheesesteak shop in um eastern pennsylvania 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool story over there too, because, um, the owners are great guys and they see, they see that this is like my dream and everything. So even last year, they, they threw me some, some bucks for, um, for Jersey and Barber that was, yeah. Um, and they're also helping out this year too. So I put in, I put in around 40 hour weeks, um, but that's just with like every weekend off and just, you know, making it out to the track. Usually I'll be putting in around 50 hours, but um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Spencer, we got to get into a couple of uh, unusual com conversations here, starting with me. kids. Okay. So I'm just going to base this. I'm going to put two and two together here. Is that place called whiz kids? Because Philadelphia cheesesteaks, they make it with cheese whiz. Is that how you guys do it? Yeah, so we do it with cheese whiz, but it's not like the stuff from a can. It's kind of um, make we own. make everything. Yeah, yeah, we make everything in house. We make our own marinara. Um, the the whiz is like a, a warnay, so it's like a, a cheese sauce. It's got it's got flavor in it, you know. Um, yeah. but yeah, we do we do everything fresh. We um, you know, we cook onions, we dice tomatoes. Nothing's like prepackaged or anything. So um, yeah, yeah. That's cool. No, I just, I thought I said, well, WizKids, I immediately thought, of <laughs> and, you know, how I know that's their spe specialty is that cheese whiz thing. So I figured with you being in Eastern Pennsylvania, that makes sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Here's something I got completely off the topic that I need to ask you about. <laughs> um, you're from Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, which is fascinating to me for a couple of reasons. One of them, and this is if George Nassani or the Nassanis are listening down in Altus, Oklahoma, Jim Thorpe is from Oklahoma. He um, his I think originally the tribe of Indians that he was involved in or Native Americans was down in in uh, or was in Michigan. But they ended up going to Oklahoma like the Choctaw Indians that uh, the Nassanis are a part of. Um, so the w interesting thing is he wasn't from Pennsylvania, but he went to Carlisle School, which was in they called it in quote Indian school. Back in the day, it was kind of a college, but do you, I guess you guys, it's been named Jim Thorpe kind of out of uh, respect for him and the fact that he kind of, you know, uh, went to school in that area. But did you guys ever learn about Jim Thorpe or do you know anything about him? Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's, rundown. it's such a yeah, it's about. it's such a strange story because it's like <laughs> he well, the, yeah, the thing was, he never even stepped foot in the town you know like he he really didn't have any type of relation to the town and when he died um i think what jim thorpe used to be called mock chunk that's right the 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 chunkers were like no like give us his body and we're gonna bury him in the town and then call it jim thorpe i'm not sure exactly what the the fascination he was definitely a great athlete. Don't get me wrong, but you know, just very, very odd because it's just like, oh, yeah, like you know, give me his body. We're gonna name this town after him and 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 whatnot. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely strange. It's definitely strange. But when you were in school, did you guys ever learn about him, or was there anything in, in growing up where you you know you were kind of taught to know some stuff? A little bit. I wasn't actually born in Jim Thorpe. I was born oh. in New Hope, Pennsylvania, actually. And we moved here when I was, what, 14? So I've lived here for about six years now. Um, oh, okay. And I was actually homeschooled up until 
up until sophomore year. So up until I was like 16. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I didn't get like the elementary learning, like, Oh, Jim Thorpe did this and, and so on. But, um, my dad and mom actually own a trolley business. Um, and my dad does like the trolley tours and everything like that. So he knows like the full history. He could, if he was here, he would give you the, the full rundown for sure. But <laughs> So you, you're from kind of, you're, well, not kind of, I think you guys are in the Poconos, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like maybe on the border, but you know, if anyone asks, I'm like, yeah, I'm in the Poconos, you know. Do you ski or snowboard or any of that kind of stuff? Oh, big time. I'm a yeah. big time skier, big time skier. Yeah. I figured that area is really good for it. And there's a lot of um, places to go up there for sure. Yeah. Have you ever been to Pocono Speedway? Yeah, I actually do. Um... When was I up there last? I did I did do a track day with Evolve um maybe like a month or two ago. Um super fun. We didn't we didn't do the banking or anything, but the whole facility is super cool. And it's just super cool too, because it's like I'm 30 minutes away from the track. You know, usually usually it's like, oh, I have to drive a couple hours and you know, I'm there all day and then I get home late. But it, it's real cool. Um the tracks it's like a smaller track, but it's, it's, it's fast and it's a lot of fun. Well, this is where we have to, we have to defer to uncle Paul about this because I've actually never <laughs> been to track for a car race or a motorcycle race, but Paul, did you ever go to Pocono when you were at cycle news? Yeah, I actually did. Um, real early, maybe 86 or 87. They still had, uh, they had named a Superbike national there. Um, I just remember it being a bit sketchy, but. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's yeah. like now, but no, it, yeah, they used to race super bikes back there. I, the last time I was there, I, I, I remember like, one of the things I remember was like John Kaczynski on an FCR 750. But, um, so yeah, it was a long time ago when, when I was reading up a little bit on, uh, on Spencer, where did I come across something that had reference to Easton? Easton. I no, saw it too. Maybe maybe the Wiz kids. I was living out in Easton um last year with my older brother Tyler. Oh, okay. I saw that somewhere. I'm not sure where. Is that do they make the bats there? The bats. Baseball yeah, bats. Sporting goods, baseball. Do I don't yeah. know. So that's that's come on. My you thing. gotta study this kinda, stuff. You gotta come yeah, in here and tell us everything about every town you've ever lived in. <laughs> I had no idea they made bats. I know that they made um I know about like the steel stacks and everything like that. I didn't know anything about yeah, baseball they make, bats. They make aluminum bats. I just don't yeah, make a shoot. It kind of yeah. makes sense because of the metal. Yeah, yeah. No, it adds up. It adds up. Well, yeah. And, and Carlisle isn't far from you either, right, Spencer? Carlisle. Oh, Carlisle is. So that's about maybe <laughs> 100 miles away. I kind of refer to that. That's actually where Jim Thorpe went to school at Carlisle. But the thing I know about Carlisle is they have a big car car swap meet there every year it's like the fairgrounds or oh something. yeah yeah no that's that's probably i would say maybe like two hours from me we actually yeah. we passed through there on our way up to uh pittsburgh okay so when you get to pittsburgh next week is is colin gonna be there as well mm, i'm not entirely sure i think he said for sure that he'll be at um at the jersey round but okay. I think he was on the fence if he was going to make it out to Pittsburgh or not. I got I got to touch base with him. I got to see. But um, okay. yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to have him. 
Yeah. So the other thing I want to ask you about is this weekend, there's a Wira endurance race there. Do you, have you ever raced in Wira endurance or considered it, or would you like to? Oh, I would love to, I would love to, to get onto like one of those, one of those Wira teams for sure. Cause I think it's a, it's a different discipline of racing, you know? Um, It's not all about the lap times or, or whatever. It's just consistency and, and clicking off laps, but nothing's really ever come up you know no one's ever really needed a rider but maybe i just got to put myself out there a little bit more well it could be too once you're now now that you're involved in twins cup i mean twins cup is pretty strong in endurance i know i know gus has done it in the past you know and and certainly on the r6 or even the r1 i know that uh josh hayes is very involved in it as well so um just i'm thinking with you being on an r7 there might be some connection coming up there at some point but i also think that um I'm pretty sure uh, Robem Engineering does some stuff with the Aprilia in that. I think they're there this weekend too. But the one thing that's interesting, um, I I think this is right, but you can correct us on this or correct me on this, Spencer. So if you've raced at Pittsburgh, I think you've raced with that chicane the way it was, but you've probably seen the news um, or heard the news that that can <laughs> change this year. Have you been on the old chicane? So yeah, I was on the old chicane that was that was two years ago. So I didn't race it last year, um, but I do re- I do recall blowing that that first chicane. Or <laughs> most, I, I remember most did. <laughs> I yeah, I blew it in race one at Pittsburgh, my first race like of the year. You know, with Veloce and everything, I blew it and I gave up the position. So I thought I was fine. And then I'm like, all right, got a solid, you know, like 13th or, or whatever it was. And they're like, oh, no, you got like second to last. I'm like, why? And they're like, you blew the chicane. I was like, yeah, but I gave the positions up. And they're like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. I was like, damn. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the new one looks um, the new one looks interesting <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, I actually I ran the track. What was that Saturday after riding and. I checked it out a little bit and it looks a little tighter. It looks a little tighter, but yeah, it's um, supposed to slow the bikes down more. It's supposed to be a little bit safer. And, and Spencer, I'm sure you get it. I mean, we talked to the riders about why that's there. Um, do you understand why it's there? Can you explain it to the listeners? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's there because that turn is blindingly fast especially like just even on the R7 like this past weekend rolling through there I'm going like you know full full pins so maybe doing 110 120 um and yeah it's it's got runoff but the way it directs you it's like almost directs you right into that wall um so I can only imagine I think it was it was Tony Elias that that brought it up like hey like this turns too fast like we need to have have something to slow us down because it's it's sketchy which i could see it being right i can't almost wish the chicane wasn't there but you know just adds a a little um a little spice to the uh to the track you know it makes it a little bit more technical um but yeah definitely it's there it's there to slow you down you know it's it's real fast yeah i mean that's the thing sometimes you know obviously we want it riders want to go as fast as they can break lap like great wow break lap <laughs> records and uh you know the fans want to see it too but you know sometimes it's a little tricky 
um, just because of the way things are located. And the other part of that, from what we understand, is there's not only a wall, but on the other side of that wall, there's a drop off. So they don't really don't have the real estate to do anything about that situation. So the, the next thing to do is to try to slow it down via the chicane. And, you know, they try to maybe slow it down a little bit, not a huge amount. Well, you know, the the this how how does it say the quickest distance between two points is a straight line. So even though that wasn't a straight line through that chicane, some riders tried to make it that way and they bounce off the curbing and stuff. Well, this is definitely, you're not going to be able to take a straight line through this chicane the way it is. And, you know, um, we may post something later on. We've gotten some photos of it a little bit, but like you, you said, Spencer, it sounds like you've, well, you've seen it close up and everything, but um, it's definitely a little more involved. So it's going to change things. I mean, I think the lap times are obviously going to be slower a little bit. Uh, they, that's just because the bikes are slowed down so much there. But it adds some character to that track, which already has a lot of good character to it anyway. And boy, you're going to be among 41 riders. Realistically, where do you want to be? And I mean, I know you want to win. I know you want a podium like you did at New Jersey. Yeah. Is that where you th you know think you'll, you'll end up? What, what, what do, what's your goal? Um. My goal, um, my goal is at least the top five. I think the top five will be if if Rocco doesn't disappear, right? Um, if that top five is is together, um, I think that would be a very reasonable spot for me. I think, um, I think everyone's super fast, you know, but I think I also have that that confidence in myself that, you know, I can be up there and all year, you know, I've, I've been riding with a couple guys, but no one really, you know, on a twin or on an equal bike that can like, you know, tow me into a faster lap time or, or whatever. So I think having someone in front of me really showing, you know, like what can really be done on these bikes. Um, I think it's going to help a ton. Um, I did, I did set a lap record down at summit, um, and that was, you know, you know, just pushing my own, my own wind. I didn't have anyone in front of me, you know, I was just clicking off the laps, but I think if I have someone in front of me, um, you know, whatever you can do, I can do. So my, my goal is the top five for sure. You know, it's funny. We thinking back to last year, it was interesting comment on this, if you would too, that, so you, you, I'm going to say you showed up at New Jersey but you put the bike on the podium. But I remember you seemed to be in a battle with another rider that just kind of showed up. And it was that Ryoto Aujuara. Mm. You were racing with him, weren't you? And he was, yeah, he, his hair oh was my on goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> I was, I was absolutely crazy. Cause um, yeah, you know, I was just, I was just running my race and, you know, just like, oh man, you know, like this is crazy. But, you know, in, in my head, I was like, you know, like, no, this, it just seemed, it seemed normal to me because, you know, I've, I've ridden with Kayla, I've ridden with Joe, I've ridden with Gus. So it kind of almost just felt like a, a club race, you know, like the weekend before I was, I was riding with him, but really couldn't hold the pace. But um, yeah, and he just, he came out of absolutely nowhere. And, and for him to, he he set like a twenty nine something and with no draft, no toe, like nothing. Like he was just like driven, you know. And and yeah, he's got he's got crazy talent, especially to to push up through the ranks, like in a junior cup race like that is is crazy. Like even just trying to separate, um, in a in a junior cup race is is a challenge. So for him to gain on us as much as he did and just. I, I think he passed all of us, which was 
it was like it was five wide into turn one at Jersey, you know, and and that's that's insane. Yeah, the the racing was crazy, and he's got he he's got loads of talent for sure. Didn't Nobi Iso also bring him in? Yeah, yeah, that was Nobi's. That was that was kind of like um, that was like team Iso dress yeah. rehearsal almost. That's with him, right. You know? It was. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to put it. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember seeing, you know, I think when we go to Barber, we all end up at Bucky's at some point there. Of and course. one night after, uh, you know, after the day, I stopped in at Bucky's and Nobi was walking around with, um, with Ojiwara-san, I guess. And uh, the kid, the kid didn't look any anything like I thought he would look. I thought he'd look like, you know, somebody with, you know, crazy hair and just like, you know, really, <laughs> you know, out there. He's just this quiet you know, fairly small, soft-spoken kid, but I guess when he gets on a bike, he, you know, he goes crazy. So, um, it was, it was good to see, but yeah, I, he was good to have in our series. I, I, I was hoping we'd see more of him, but we do have Spencer Humphreys coming back though, after that's right last year. And we're looking forward to it. Um, it'll be great to see the BarkCon team there and get you on, on an R7, um, looking forward to it. And do you know, for sure, you're, you're going to also be at New Jersey, right? Yeah. Jersey, Jersey is in the plan. Um, okay. I am still looking a little bit for some, some funding for Jersey, but, um, Pittsburgh, I do have it all. I do have it all situated, but okay. Jersey should be able to happen. It's just, you know, making up the, the, the coin. Okay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, is there anything we might've left on the table that you want to mention? Um, hmm. I didn't mean to put you on Paul, the spot. actually, no, yeah, no, put me on the spot. Paul, I don't know much about you. So give me, give me the well, rundown on you. Oh, no, we That's don't right. have time I'm for that. Switching, I'm switching. To, oh, we don't have time for that. We need this, another podcast. This, this, is what I'll, this is what I'll do. Sean doesn't drink coffee, but I do. Okay. So I'll come by your pit and we, you can make an espresso for me and we can have a chat. How's that? Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to talk to Scrony. We got a Keurig. We got a Keurig, but I, I think we got a deal. I think we got a deal. Whatever, I've drank worse than that. I, I, <laughs> I know for a fact, staying in a recent Airbnb, that Paul did try try a, their curing. So he's okay with that. Even yeah, if I'm it good with that. that. Even if it's right, dick right. water, I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for being on with us. It's good to talk to you. We're looking forward to seeing you next week. So you're going to be among a group of 41 uh, uh, riders in the Revit Twins Cup class on a BarkCon Racing YZF R7 and uh, we wish you uh, all sorts of luck, and we're looking forward to seeing you in the pod in in the podcast in the uh, press conference because you're so well spoken, and we enjoy talking to you. So we want to hear get you in there and hear how you did in your race to get back on the podium again. So good luck with all that. Thank you guys very much. It was an honor to be on here. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you down there. All right, thank you guys.